This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha ha, laugh, funny Mention it all, a Bravo by Betches podcast We don't say that, but now we said it With me, Dylan Hafer Hold on, check me, boo Hey everyone, welcome back to the Mention It All podcast I'm Dylan Hafer, it's Thursday We have Beverly Hills and Miami season finales to talk about But before we get into those episodes Did anyone see the other day one day ago, two days ago, I don't know. It was recently, this week. Netflix posted a an official clip from season two of Buying Beverly Hills. Of course, this is Mauricio's Netflix show that deals with the agency. I don't know. To be honest, I've never watched an episode. That's not my job. If you love it, good for you. If <laughs> If not, whatever. But as far as I was concerned, buying Beverly Hills was about real estate and about, you know, real estate. And that was kind of it. I know the daughters, the, the Umansky girls are on that show. But you know what I wasn't expecting? That buying Beverly Hills would get better content about Kyle and Mauricio's separation than the fucking Real Housewives that Kyle Richards has been a part of for, what, 15 years now? 14, 13? I don't know. What is time? Kyle is the, the bedrock of this franchise. And so, of course, when she's, um, when she's having trouble in her marriage, when she and Mauricio are separating, you think cameras are going back up. Great. We're going to get the the real story, (laughs) the real time uh, reactions, everything that's going on. And in a way we did on, on this week's season finale, we got, you know, a scene. We got the ladies reacting to a, a people article. The funny thing about the people article, okay, I'm really getting ahead of myself here, but I just have to, it's the elephant in the room. This is what we're talking about. When we, when the cameras come back up one month later on the Beverly Hills finale, we have, you know, Anna Marie in her house, Dorit in her house, Crystal, Sutton, Garcelle, everybody's just, just hanging out at home. And then we get the like, ding, ding. And then they pull out their phones. And the funny thing about this, look, I am not stupid enough to think that these reaction shots are ever like totally candid or, you know, just happen to work out on camera perfectly. But the idea that they finished filming for the season a month prior to this, and then the cameras are like suddenly back at their houses for what reason? Like, what did Anna Marie think was happening when she got the the ding ding? 
like I, I really am. I'm really curious how that how that timeline works out when production is like, hey, we just uh, we we thought of one more thing. Can we come to your house on um, Tuesday afternoon? Let's say around two p.m. Uh, you know, we really only we'll only need like ten minutes. <laughs> what do they think is happening? Is are they in cahoots with people? Maybe I need to talk to our friend Dave Quinn, who who co-wrote this uh, this People article. But th- okay, that's not really the point. Obviously, the People article is the initial report that Kyle and Mauricio were separating after twenty-seven years of marriage, and then we get everybody reacting. You know, Crystal's showing it to Rob. Rob's gobsmacked. He wonders if there's, you know, some conspiracy at play and maybe Morgan is the the source. And Crystal's like, okay, honey, like we're we're not writing a screenplay here. This is like whatever. It was whatever. Garcelle and Sutton, they think that Kyle's been lying to them the whole time, the whole season, which you know, we'll see at the reunion. But then we cut to Kyle, and she tells us that when this story broke, she was with the girls, with Mauricio, and it was a shock, and Alexia was crying, and Mo was super focused on figuring out who the leaker was, whereas Kyle's more focused on, you know, the, the thoughts and feelings and, and emotions of it all. So to hear Kyle tell it, they had no idea this was coming out. They didn't have a chance to prepare their daughters or to, you know, have any sort of family conversations about this. Erica comes over, you know, she and Erica talk. Erica's like, well, honey, sorry. I feel like I was a shitty friend because I wasn't uh, I wasn't picking up on the signs. And Kyle's like, no, 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 there were no signs because we did this privately. It's like, I mean, <laughs> respectfully. There were signs. Everybody in the world picked up on the signs. It was like started wearing less and going out more. Started, um, you know, a mingling and a dingling with with Morgan Wade. There were signs. I feel like, um, I mean, Sutton literally asked about it at that weed dinner. Like there, there were signs. <laughs> Respectfully, Kyle. But yeah, they have this like, I don't know weird vague conversation erica asks her kind of point blank if there's any truth to cheating rumors on either side kyle's like of course not it's not about that she says that he's acting like everything's fine but you know she feels like life is ending because they've been together since they were in their early 20s and you know he's the reason she's taken risks in her life and he's and she's kept him alive i don't know whatever but yeah, so there's there's a lot of emotions, and then they call a meeting. Kyle quite literally calls a meeting um, on this landline phone that she calls upstairs and asks the girls to come down. It is 2024. What is that phone? Maybe I just am not in a tax bracket where this is something I ever have come into contact with. But is that is that really like normal that you're in the kitchen and you're like? Let me just pick up this white plastic landline phone that looks like it's from 1997. Be like, hello, Alexia, Farah, Sophia, Portia, please come downstairs to the lobby. (laughs) But they have this, they have this little chat. 
I gotta say, I I say this as a a child whose parents got divorced when I was in college, so I was an adult, barely. I think it feels a little weird how personally the daughters are taking this. I don't know. It just, it, it feels a little bit, I guess they have a different family dynamic than some other people. And they've always been very like obsessed with their parents being together. And I'm sure going through this in the public eye doesn't make it easier by any means, but like, I don't know. It just seems like when, when Kyle says they need space to figure their shit out and it's like, so you feel like you need more space. It's like, nobody's going anywhere. There's nothing there's nothing problematic about this separation especially if you believe what Kyle is saying so staunchly that there was no cheating or no infidelity they're clearly on speaking terms you know they're having these conversations with the daughters together it's not that bad I mean TBD where we are right now, I, I think maybe Kyle's pissed that Mauricio has been, you know, snow bunnying with Anita and Aspen, but something about the, the like emotional pull of this scene just didn't really click for me. And I think partially it might be because Kyle has seemed so disconnected from her marriage for this whole season that it, it feels like the separation was sort of it's like we were thinking of it as if it was going to be this big bombshell event within the cast not exactly like scandal obviously but but something sort of on that playing field where it's like this is you know earth-shattering information but i think that watching this season it's just kind of like well yeah that seemed to be the direction that things were going. So maybe you didn't realize it was going to be in on people.com at this day, at this time. Are we really like, am I shocked or heartbroken or whatever? Not especially, not particularly. Honestly, I thought it was a, a little more of an interesting reveal earlier in the scene when, um, when Dorit FaceTimes PK and in the Chiron, the editors put from London, just sprinkling in that this is a month after the end of filming and PK is still in London or is back in London after he had already been gone for, I think, 25 days by the time of the finale. Like, that is more interesting to me. Like, why has PK been gone for two months? Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com MIA. 
When talking about shapewear, Honeylove's best-selling Superpower Short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their Signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The Superpower Short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want. With tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences, every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Anyway, back to what I was saying, though, earlier about buying Beverly Hills. So in this teaser, it's a clip of Mauricio sitting around a table with, I believe, just the three adult daughters. I don't think Portia is getting dragged into this quite as much, though she does cry into Kyle's arms in the in the final scene. This is Mauricio talking to his daughters about how your mom has said that we're taking time apart and that she doesn't want to hear about what I'm doing and I'm not supposed to ask about what she's doing and blah, 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 blah. And the girls are like, this is a different, this is, you know, it's different than it's ever been. And I think it's, um, Alexia's like, I I never could have thought that my life would be here a, a year ago from now. And it's like, I mean, I guess, but okay. I don't know. One of the daughters, I think it's Alexia, sounds so much like Kyle, especially when she gets into that like little like cryy voice range. She's like, no, I'm sorry that it's happening like this right now. But that scene felt more. It had more information, I thought, than the scene that Kyle and Mauricio had with their daughters on Real Housewives. Him saying she's going to see who she wants, I'm going to see who I want, that was not what they were telling their daughters at the time. I mean, they, I don't even think they really used the word separation. Kyle hinted at time apart and or space, and that seemed like a shock. So I, I wish we would have gotten a little bit more. And I know that the timing, it being after the end of filming, they weren't going to, you know set up camp and, and film for another two weeks at Kyle's house. All of this, I'm sure, happened in the course of a day or two. 
But I just wanted a little bit more. And now that we're going to have the reunion, the reunion preview actually looks pretty spicy compared to what a lot of this season turned out to be. But specifically with Kyle, I I don't feel like she's going to come into this reunion really willing to give us any more detailed version of the story than what we already have. And unfortunately, I mean, we always talk about how being on Housewives, you sign up to show your life. And, you know, I think she's going to get flack from the other women for that, too. But it's like, it doesn't feel like we're seeing a very complete version of this story. And maybe that's because half of it was sold to Netflix. Maybe that's because Kyle just doesn't want to. But I do think that there's a conversation to be had about like this theoretically should be one of the biggest like housewives storylines in a while, maybe ever. I mean, they are truly like one of the first couples of Bravo. And the fact that it just kind of was this like 10 minute tack on to the finale that was kind of underwhelming and it doesn't really feel like we're getting the real truth. Cause even in, in Kyle's last confessional, she says there's a big chance we won't end up together and then the producer asks what is like the thing that you can't get past and this is what she says I wrote it down she says there were things that happened that made me lose my trust that I long 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 pause I wasn't able to recover from name them mention it all if not now when like This is the thing. That was the closest we got in this coda to the season of feeling like we got actual information because there was the People Magazine article. There was the conversation with the daughters. There was the conversation with Erica. None of that was giving us, that wasn't spilling the tea. That wasn't, you know, that wasn't the receipts, the, the timeline, the proof, the screenshots we were talking around something and that confessional at the very end of the episode was the only time that it felt like we were getting closer to some sort of admission or some sort of reveal, but it didn't happen. And I'm, I, I I don't know that I feel like it's going to happen because I don't, I mean, look at the way that Kyle has talked about her relationship with Morgan. It's, it feels like there are these big chunks of the story that she just has decided are off the table in a way that I, I understand on a personal level, but when you're on housewives, the, the rules are just a little different. So I, I don't know. I, I don't know. Like the other stuff at the reunion, frankly, looks more interesting. I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see how the, the, crystal and anna marie situation evolves the the end the season ending like title cards say that they haven't spoken since i think the white party which is now a long time ago kyle and dorit haven't spoken since december i don't know what that is um kathy coming back and sutton having a um physical meltdown a medical issue. I don't even, uh, it's very unclear what happened, but uh, Kathy's arrival seems to be met with shock by, by at least a few faces on the couch. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I hope the reunion is good. 
because I think that if this se- this season, I think was kind of middling. I don't think it was the worst season we've ever seen. I don't think it was close to the best. But I think if they have a really good reunion, that will go a long way to sort of improve it in in esteem. But if the reunion ends up being a dud, I think it'll this season will kind of feel like a little bit of a wash. But I don't know. But the, the Miami reunion, on the other hand, oh my God. Wait, also, bef- before I get into Miami, one more thing I wanted to talk about with Beverly Hills. This white party at SoFi Stadium, very, very big, very luxe, very, very chic. I really don't want to be a hater, but I feel like we're blowing a little too much smoke up Erica's ass for the fact that she was like invited to perform one of her old songs at her friend's party that just so happened to be in SoFi Stadium. And and like I said, like I ju- I, I don't It's cool. Like it's it's cool, but it's not You didn't book a concert in SoFi Stadium. Kyle asked you to perform for the show that you're a cast member on. I don't know. Am I the asshole here? Like, like, I mean, yes, I am because it, it doesn't affect me in any material way. I just think it's a little like, come on. Okay. Yeah. You performed at SoFi Stadium. That's cool. Like, okay, you didn't book the Super Bowl. The Vegas residency is great. I think that's cool. The tickets were affordable, which I love. But she did that. Like, that's like her gig. It's being it's being sold on her name. Somebody offered her a contract. The SoFi Stadium thing. It's like, yeah, you performed for Denise and Camille and Justin Sylvester. Okay. I'm sorry. I I shouldn't. I should. (laughs) I've seen her in a starring role on Broadway doing a, doing a song at Kyle's party is whatever. I'm, I hope she had fun. Denise, my God, we got, I think we got to be done with Denise. I just, it's, if it's going to be the same shtick every time she's there, if she's just like pissed at Erica, a little bit drunk, making comments, it's like, okay, we get it. It was the weed party was like, iconic but if if this is all she's gonna bring to the table then we don't need her at the table more splash refreshers are the delicious zero calorie beverage i'm reaching for again and again when i'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful i believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite. Acai Grape, Pineapple Mango, Lemon, and Mandarin 
Mandarin Orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Okay, now, now to get into Miami, which... Miami. God, I love it. Which, by the way, I recorded an episode with Ms. Kiki Barth yesterday. Um, She's going to be on the podcast next Monday talking about the finale, this whole season, her experience, uh, a little bit of reunion stuff that we got into a little little prematurely. Um, That, I think, is going to be a great conversation that you guys will really enjoy. Uh, So make sure you're subscribed or whatever. Um, But this finale, this whole season, these women just cannot keep it together. (laughs) The whole thing with Larsa and Marcus is like so... Ugh. Which, by the way, I talked to Kiki about Larsa and Marcus. That That was something I was desperate to get her opinions on. But this this way that Larsa has of just acting like things don't exist, like we can't see them, it's kind of infuriating. Acting like this was, it was a joke or it was, a, you know, whatever, or like, uh, you know, his mom loves me and that's all I care about. Or, you know, we've talked about whatever. It's like, can we cut the bullshit? It's kind of, it's, it's. It feels wild to say that Larsa and Kyle are similar, but I feel like in the way that they talk about their relationship sometimes, it is like, hey, you know we're all seeing this, right? Like, you know we all have eyes and a brain. Just just be like 10% more real. I would appreciate that. But seeing them do the podcast is... <laughs> It's so funny. As I mentioned before, there has not been an episode of that podcast for several months. So don't hold your breath for any more updates. Um, the emotional center of the episode is, of course, Russell and Gertie, specifically Gertie's hair being shaved off because she's starting chemo. Russell and Gertie have been such a bright spot in this season not that this this season has not needed bright spots in terms of like entertainment value, but just in terms of the genuine love and like tenderness that they have with each other, bringing that onto this show that has so much chaos and so much, you know, so much arguing and back and forth and all of that. When Gertie and Russell are together, it just feels like almost like they don't have to say anything. Like they have this connection that is so deep and so natural and so easy. And he knows exactly what to say to her as she's going through this ordeal, you know, when he's helping her cut the braids off and then with the clippers 
and just hey telling her she's beautiful assuring her that she you know looks fine and then when she walks into the confessional chair with her you know beautiful bald head and it's just i'm ready i don't know another couple or even i mean anyone else on bravo who really is bringing that level of emotional depth and just sort of like that that energy of feeling like this is you're watching real people go through something so challenging but letting it be depicted on the show in such a raw way and the vulnerability I think is really just so so beautiful and has has been such a such a strength of this season that has a lot of strengths but I think it just it stands out in a way that I think is really beautiful and I uh, you know I'm I'm obviously so glad to see that Gertie is doing well now um she looks great you know she she still she still has the energy still has the energy to fight with Larsa which of course we need a little bit of <sighs> this like who bit who in Mexico thing I just what are we doing <laughs> what is this Larsa will really just go and run her mouth and say anything and I don't know I mean as as much as I was just criticizing Larsa we also this energy is important to the show and the way that she will just go and go and go like she doesn't have an off button when you when you get her riled up and her, when they get to the point in their argument they're screaming back and forth this is of course at the Havana Nights party that is mostly set up for Adriana to perform her song with Emilio Estefan and so of course before the show she's like She's like, you know, I'm worried that these ladies are going to embarrass me and I could lose my my contract or my relationship with Emilio and whatever. Of course, they're having a screaming argument before Adriana even gets out there. But the moment when they're, Gertie and Larsa are yelling back and forth and Gertie says, you know, I'm sick. I'm sick. I'm dealing with this. And Larsa just goes, I'm sick too. I'm sick too. I'm a victim too. I'm sick over it. <laughs> Like, it's so stupid. It's so dumb. But I, I, I can't look away. I don't know. Larsa just, um, she really, she contains multitudes. She brings so much, uh, good and bad and damn, I don't know. It's... (laughs) Their their dynamic at the reunion is already stressing me out. That like two minute premiere cl- uh, reunion preview clip that is online, it's a lot. It's a lot of back and forth. Uh, Marisol and Adriana seem to fucking hate each other again. Um, Larsa and Alexia are like screaming at each other backstage during lunch. I feel like Larsa and Alexia barely interacted this season, but they have a whole thing going on. Larsa's saying that Julia likes black penises what is that (laughs) i don't know and i think that lisa is probably going to have a tricky reunion as well because i think that 
obviously over the course of this season, she still has been going through a lot with Lenny and there's been a lot of, you know, back and forth with that. And I think to a degree, the group has still felt that sympathy for her, at least at certain times. But I think that her behavior has become a little bit harder to brush off and a little bit harder to excuse, especially as time goes on and as we've had you know, a pretty long tail on this split. So I think it's going to be a tough reunion for her. Her and Kiki, I'm really curious to see kind of like where they arrive at. Also, God, these, these finale title cards. First of all, I love, love, love that the friends got their little like finale cards too, because all nine of them are so important to this show. They all have stuff going on. Great. Love to see that. But Lisa's update that Lenny is contesting the settlement and she's living in a condo because part of the settlement, of course, is that he's supposed to build her a house. I've said this before. I think that is the stupidest arrangement because even now that they have this settlement, she signed the papers. He's not, he doesn't want to fucking build her a house. I don't know if he ever meant it when he offered it or if it was always going to be some, some game and some tactic. I would be so surprised if she ends up in a house that he builds for her in the next three years. Just like what, what single piece of evidence makes you think that's going to happen? And I know that she hasn't she hasn't been in a favorable favorable position for this whole split, but I'm just like, girl, it's not gonna happen. I don't know. I don't know. But what I do know, <laughs> uh, the summer house premiere is tonight. I am not sure how much I'm gonna recap this season. It's gonna depend on the schedule. I'm sure I'll I'll check in with it. But tomorrow. We have an interview with Carl and Kyle coming out on the podcast, so that is very exciting. I had a really great chat with them. Uh, it was it was a lot of fun. So thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show so you don't miss any of our upcoming episodes. Uh, lots of fun stuff. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Dylan Hafer, Sean Kilby, Jorge Morales-Pico, and Rebecca Sousmacat. Editing by Jorge Morales-Pico. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Dylan Hafer and Ali Friedlander. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you do. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy. Splash perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. I am going to go grab myself a wild berry splash now that I am done recording, and you should too. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.